You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord, and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base for our service, I mentioned, as I read a few minutes ago, is from the third chapter of Exodus, verses 1 through 14, as in these midweek Lenten services, we walk through parts of Exodus change. What do you want to change in your life? Is it a bad habit? Bad relationship? A bad attitude? A bad situation? A bad decision? Maybe it's something else. But as you look at it, you say, you know, this isn't right. It's got to change. We live in a society, don't we, of instant change? We watch TV. We want to change the channel. What do we do? Click the remote. Or we look at our iPhone and we want to change the screen. We just tap it with our finger. Or we put food in the microwave, turn it on and zap it. In a few minutes, it's ready to eat. And because we change channels and screens and food so fast, we think we should be able to change our lives that fast, just with a click, a tap, or a zap. As I say, we're in a series on Exodus. Tonight we're going to look at how God changes us. God changes us just like with the same process he did with Moses. Now, one of the key words there is process. Because godly change, if God's going to change us, it's a process. It takes time. It's not instantaneous. It's not like that. And whatever it is we want to change has been changed. Now, as you look at Exodus 2, It tells us that one day, you're probably familiar with the story, when Moses was 40 years old, he saw an Egyptian being an Israelite. So what does Moses do? He kills the Egyptian. The next day, Moses sees that same Israelite, and he thinks that guy's going to say, well, thank you, Moses, thanks for saving my life. But he doesn't. And so that Israelite is angry. He asks Moses, are you going to kill me too? And so the word is out by now. Pharaoh finds out. Moses knows he's going to be taken out. So he highlights it out of Egypt and ends up working for his father-in-law, Jethro, for 40 years. That's where we pick up the reading for tonight. Where it says, Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. Now think about it. For 40 years... All Moses sees are sheep. For 40 years, all all Moses hears are sheep. For 40 years, all Moses thinks about are sheep. Talk about getting stuck in a rut. Sheep, sheep, and more sheep. Moses has to be thinking, this isn't right. This has got to change. It happens to us too, doesn't it? 
If you're like me, we get stuck in ruts. What's it for you? Are you overly critical of other people? Is your spending out of control? Have you lost your ambition to study the Bible and to live a life of integrity, to follow hard after Jesus? And just like Moses, we say, you know, this has got to change. This isn't right. But how? Well, that process of change begins with God's presence. It says in our text, the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Now, you've got to remember, this is no ordinary messenger. This messenger is Jesus before he was born in Bethlehem. And this is no ordinary fire. It's the fire of God. And this fire of God, by the way, appears when God calls Gideon, when God calls Amos. This also appears when God calls the disciples on the day of Pentecost. And Jesus even says that we're baptized with fire. We're baptized with the fire of God. So why is God present in fire? Because wherever there is fire, you can bet something happens every single time. What is it? Change. What does Moses say? Here I am. The Hebrew word is hinani. And what it means is, God, I'm at your service. It means, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. It means, Lord, I'm ready to change. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of the taskmasters. I know their sufferings. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. I know their sufferings, God says. In other words, God loves us just where we are. He said, I have come down. God loves us too much to leave us where we are. And so he comes down with fire. He comes down with the power of his word. And even today, fire us up, if you will, with devotion and passion and love for Jesus. And then the process of change continues with God's plan. And it says, Behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, God said. I've also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now think about it for a second. Moses in Egypt at age 40, chapter 2, we could say, okay. Moses at 80 in Egypt, we say, no way. He should be enjoying his retirement. But Moses says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now, notice God doesn't say to Moses, Moses, where's your confidence? Moses, where's your get up and go? Moses, don't you know you can do anything if you just set your mind to it? Come on, Moses, beat him, bust him, and... Make that your custom. 
God doesn't say any of that. Why? Because who am I? It's always the wrong question. When we want to change, who am I? Is dead wrong. Every single time. The right question? God, who are you? Who is this? Is the God who changes us through a process, asking us to live by faith. He says, this shall be a sign for you that I have sent you, that when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. He says, you're going to worship God on this mountain. And that's rather shocking because we don't really need a sign of the future to convince of God's plan. We need something right now, don't we? But remember, change is the process. One step at a time. God says you will see my plan unfold when you keep saying, here I am. God tells us to keep taking steps toward getting our finances straightened out, repairing that relationship, getting serious about the words we use, be more humble and loving, and doing so, we will get to the mountain. The thing is, we don't always want to change, do we? We'd just rather run away and live a life of plain vanilla. Saying to ourselves, I'll stick with those stupid, smelly sheep. Come weal, come woe. My status is quo. And then there's God's provision. If you recall the story of Moses, and God calls him, Moses comes up with all sorts of excuses as to why he shouldn't be the one. You may remember the first excuse was why he won't change. He says, I don't know your name. God gives Moses' name, right? We heard it. I am. Jesus, by the way, is the great I am. We hear in John, I'm the resurrection of life, I'm the bread of life, I'm the light of the world, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and so forth. And then that doesn't work, and so he says, well, Israel's leaders won't believe me. But God sends Moses two miracles. The first is the staff turns into a snake. The second is a leprous hand that heals. Think here, cross and resurrection. And then he says, but I'm not a fluent speaker. I'm not a great orator. What does God do? He gives Aaron, or gives him Aaron, his brother, to be the speaker. God gives us each other. We're not alone. And finally, Moses says, you know, there's got to be somebody out there that can do this better than me. And God says, Moses, you're the man. Moses, you're the one that I've picked to lead the people out of Egypt. What are your excuses? God, I'm too old. God, I'm too young. God, I'm too messed up. 
God, my train left the station. The ship has sailed. God, it's too late. The voice of the, from the bush is the voice of the Lord's messenger, Jesus. And Jesus says to us, I love you. He said, I was mocked, beaten, whipped, speared, crucified for you. I died for you. I shed my blood for you. I paid the ultimate price for you. And because of that, I'm not finished with you. There's work for you to do. In the early 19th century, Napoleon was in the middle of a huge battle. One of his officers came to him and said, if we don't retreat now, we're going to get annihilated. Napoleon called his bugler over and he said, and ordered him, sound the retreat. Well, that 14-year-old bugler began to cry. Again, Napoleon commanded, sound the retreat. The bugler replied, I was never taught how to sound a retreat. I was only taught how to sound an advance. In that case, Napoleon said, sound an advance. The bugler sounded the advance, and history says Napoleon won that battle. You may be calling on God to sound a retreat, but he only knows how to sound an advance. God is determined to change us, to not leave us where we are, through his presence, through his plan, through his loving provision. You see it? It's the fire of God. What shall we say? How about, here I am. Amen. And now may the peace of God surpass all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.